Ah, I got a special guest in studio. Delin Christian, what's up, man? It's been a while. Back in town. It's good to be back at the old house. You are looking good, my man. (laughs) Thank you. Back in uh, Columbus from your uh, current home of Tennessee, and we got a songwriter's night tonight. Is that correct? Natalie's, yeah. Me and John Schwab. It's going to be a great, I think think there's one bar seat left. Okay. Somebody needs to buy that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. going to be a great show, man. You and John performing Natalie's tonight. Yeah, it's uh it's I'm looking forward to it. It's worth the trip in just for that. Well, you yeah. could have scalpers now. You just we moved up the secondary market now. <laughs> right. You know, and I saw Schwab not long ago. Hadn't seen him for quite a while and uh he was really laying low during COVID. Yeah. He looks great. There's he something does, about turning our age where you kind of go, you know, I think I'm going to take care of myself. Right. I think, <laughs> I think we all get to that point. You, you know, know? You don't do that at 45, no, at 55, no. 60, 65. Was, you go, yeah, yeah, you know what? He was running hard at 45 still. Yeah, well, and you look great. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. right. How's everything in Tennessee? Everything is good, you know. Yeah. Doing some gigs and trying to, I call it semi-retirement, but sure, still doing the radio thing, you know, a couple of days a week, a little bitty station in a right. middle of a graveyard, which is any do shift. Do they let, let you play your own stuff? I do, yeah. I have yeah. some freedom, and I can play some local artists if I want. The hotline never rings. You know, and it's like yeah, that hotline would ring. What do you do? What are you playing this for? I never get that. Yeah, so. good. That's nice. Good. And we're it's all classic. You country. turn the ringer off. We should mention, but yeah, yeah it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to do yeah. that. <laughs> and we should mention too. Saturday, you're at the Delaware County Fair. Who doesn't love well, that's a fair? coming up in September? Oh, it's September. Okay, that's September. I'm sorry, I ju- that just got. I booked. saw that on your Facebook yeah, page. That's so, the little okay, brown jug okay. week. Yeah, that's all right, a, I got. That's gonna you. be fun. That's uh, I'll be back in. For that and another, I think I got another McGuffey Lane gig. Uh, anytime Kevin Reed can't make a gig, I get a call. You get a call. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Reed, my brother from another mother, great harmonica player, but it's nice to nice to be the you know the, the B team. Yeah. Now when uh, McGuffey Lane was in their uh, their heyday there, you of course knew all those guys being a Columbus well, guy, right? I and did. You played with him then, or no? I, well, I I would uh, when they would play, I was the guy out on the sidewalk. At 15, 16 years old, busking, you know, playing my guitar, sure, sure. watching that line go all the way around twice at Zach's, you know. And yeah. then I would, I would hitchhike from Go Down Road to, you know, High Street and do this and then play till, because the band then didn't go on until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Right, at night. right, right. And I'd get done and I'd kick in the back door when I was 15, 16 years old until one of the bouncers would answer, you know, and I'd have guitar cases. I had one with a real with a guitar and one that was empty because I was walking or hitchhiking. So I got guitars for the band. And he'd let me in and I'd watch the show and, <laughs> and I'd hitchhike <laughs> home. And then all these years later, you know, John and I became friends. I was part of the band in the Call Me Lucky era. Yeah. And we've just remained friends, writing songs together. And right. I'm like, he'll he'll call me up now and say, Man, I got a verse and a chorus. I need a bridge. Can you can you fix this? And there we have it. So uh, talented. It's great. Yep. So talented. He's a, he's, a, he's a joy of my life, that's I'm, for sure. I mean, there are big stars. There are famous musicians that you hear on uh, various forms of radio or streaming that don't write a word. No, you're right. You're don't exactly write right. a word. Yeah. Don't write a note of their music. And he's, you know, we're both still writing, which is great. Me, but he's a, he's a great writer. Let me ask you a, a writing question. What is more important, in your opinion... If I write the lyrics, right, and I mm-hmm. hand you that, and then, or you write the lyrics, you give them to John, 
John writes the music. Are they equally important? I think, I think they are. I think that for me, the important thing is the message and the story. If you can, if you can create a storyline that somebody can follow and go, how did you, how did you write my life right there? Yeah. You know, a good example of that is the song uh, "Shoe Baby." Have you heard that uh, off of John Sinatra? record he did it oh, I've oh heard he it. came uh, yeah. in and he yeah, performed right, right, yeah right and he went down to nashville to record this record and he he said you know to the engineer he goes am i crazy for putting this original tune on with all these sinatra standards and the engineer goes which one's the original he goes ah, never mind i take my question back but yeah. i had written that tune with a whole different concept in mind and i can remember this like it was yesterday going up to uh cementos after a gig no longer around, right? But, right. And I had, and then John's there on the patio, and I went up on his ear and said, "I got this tune," and I just recited the lyrics to it. And he looks at me, and he goes, "You got to let me write the music for this. You got to, and I'll, this will be great." And so the first time he heard it, he heard oh, his yeah. version of yeah. it. He just, yeah. it, it, it and hit I was with him. Away. Yeah. Uh, to this day, it's one of my, I think one of the best tunes I've ever been involved with. Wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great because that songwriting, that's a talent. That's tough to do, man. It, I went through a block like at COVID. A lot of people were really writing, and I went through a block. I wasn't yeah. writing anything, you know, and I think it was just everything else I was going through. And I thought, you know, I got four records. If, that, if I'm done, I'm done. That's all. And then one, one would come around. Yeah, know, and so. I, I did not know, but Torque down in, and anyone listening, down in Nashville because of Nick being down there, there is, you know, like the Billboard chart mm-hmm. and the Top 40 chart. Mm-hmm. There's a songwriter chart. Yeah. Really? And if I'm, a, th- these, all they do is write songs. They're not musicians. They can't play. They certainly can't sing or perform. Some of them do, and then they make it as artists yeah. or whatever. But they're just, they're songwriters. That's what, And there's a list every week. If I have three famous people that did my songs, I might be at number two. Yeah, and then God, the next yeah. week at one, and then someone else might write have four of their song, and you drop to ten. But it's all they are is songwriters. They don't they I don't a, perform I did a at show all. Show with a guy, it's and I can't remember his name now, but he wrote all these George Strait hits, you know. And he yeah, got it, and he's playing them, and he wasn't great. I mean, but he wrote the tune. Sure, and he calls that mailbox money. Right, that's when all you got to do is walk out to the mailbox to get and paid. you got a check. Yeah, yeah <laughs> nice. that's nice. Yeah. Well, tonight at Natalie's, that is uh, Delin Christian. Natalie's in Grandview with John Schwab. Yes, that is a treat it's right John there. John Schwab with Delin. I'm not sure which. We are the Pork and Beanie Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not Elliot and Torg, so. Uh, So, what do you want to say? Not yet. Not yet. Can uh, you do a couple songs to get us into our weekend? We've had a long week. It's 9 35. I had a uh, a Facebook request for this when I wrote this about when I was eight years old and we lived in Louisville, Kentucky, and and the neighborhood was full of eight year olds, you know, and my. To be cool at eight years old, you had to have a Schwinn Stingray. A Schwinn. Otherwise, you just weren't cool yeah. enough. So this is my memories of. Did you look down on the Huffy kids? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Phil Maneri. Yeah. We've discussed that. Phil goes, I had a Huffy. I yeah. didn't have a Schwinn. <laughs> but my my dad and the next door neighbor, you know, they wanted to put a split rail fence around both backyards because it looked like the Ponderosa. Yeah. And that was, they had no money. So <laughs> they bought one piece of split rail fence, put it on the property line. They'd meet there Fridays for cocktails. So <laughs> this is my memories of growing up in Louisville, Kentucky. And I know it's Louisville, but Louisville worked better for the song. So. I used to live in Kentucky 
down in Louisville Across the street from Don and Doug I think they live there still Their sister was sweet Melissa Her hair was heel Billy blonde I bet she's still good looking Unlike Doug and Don I was high on life I didn't know about weed I hadn't found Jim Fame Jim hadn't found me I had a baseball glove I beat up bats I still dream about days like that Going out to play At 6 a.m. on my stingray It was made by Schwinn That banana seat The sissy bar The cheetah slick took me oh so far Away Every summer day Kelly was my neighbor He turned out my best friend Gibson. She taught us both blowing in the wind. We'd sit outside of that basement window of that local neighborhood rock band. It was two brothers. They both got drafted. They lost each other in Vietnam. But I was high on life. I didn't know about weed. I hadn't found Jim Fame. Jim hadn't found me. I had a baseball glove, a beat-up bat. I still dream about days like that. Sissy bar, the cheetah slick took me oh so far away. Every yeah, summer day. going on there and we should tell everybody i don't want to i don't know if we sh- that was me playing harmonica yes yes that, yes so i was playing know. guitar yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Dylan, of course <laughs> Dylan Dylan singing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> i love the action with the guitar too are you a uh, are you a dwight yoakam fan i am yeah you know uh, how when he's playing oh, and he yeah. kind of goes up with it although Absolutely. johnny cash always kind of had that those, he played like was, down on the neck yeah yeah. yeah, they were great. There, there needs to be more Dwight's out there. 
Yeah, he's great. He's a uh, second cousin to Torg's wife. Yes. Dwight yes, Yoakam. Yes, yeah, Small the school, world. Uh, I think he's a Cincinnati or yeah, down well, southern. Or did he, he go to, to south? south did he? Yeah. 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 No, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. The grandmothers were sisters. Is that right? My wife's grandmother and his grandmother were sisters. Okay. This is sound like a Schwab song. It is. It is. <laughs> well, you know, we, we had Billy Bob Thornton on, and so the my wife's grandmother's husband was a famous bounty hunter in the Old West. So he was like 60, and he married like an 18-year-old or 16-year-old, wow. right? And he was, his name was Silas Cup, and he was a known bounty. T- people in cities would p- get money and then pay him to come in in the 18, late 1800s and, like, clean up the cities. Yeah. So we were telling Billy Bob Thornton he was going to talk to Dwight. We said you should do a movie oh, yeah. about this guy. So they were going to. Yeah, that's a good premise. I, or maybe yeah. that was their grandfather. Maybe that right. was their grandfather was the 1800s. Maybe right. that was yeah. Dwight's grandmother's grandfather. So I told him to look it up. And when you look at the family tree, it's the Yoakum's. Wow. Go off the family tree. Yeah, I love Dwight, man. Remember when Guitars Cadillacs came out? Oh, that was a big album, wasn't it? Absolutely. Does he even perform now with Uh, the Hollywood stuff? Does he? He does. does Every now and then? Yeah, he got into that whole Bakersfield sound. Remember? That's kind of his thing. Yeah, he was definitely the closest thing to Buck Owens that there was. Yeah, right. And they became really good friends. Yeah, when Buck left Hee Haw, you know, where he made all his money? Buck Owens after he, no. Radio stations. Oh, really? He owned like five or six radio stations throughout the country. He actually Really? Because our yeah. owner he, says he's broke. He, Every <laughs> time our contract's up, yeah, I got no he, money. He may have fired Torgan. <laughs> yes. Buck Owens. That'd be an honor to get he fired at least by, you. by Buck Owens. <laughs> yeah. I just saw a really great old video of uh, Buck Owens on the Glenn Campbell show. Oh, that was a great Glenn show. Glenn Campbell, people don't realize what a picker he was. The boy, oh, he yeah. could play.